2: In the Voice gate Episode Twenty Six. Uh, there was quite a wait for this episode, I think, but we just we had a hard time finding a time where everybody could record. And as it turns out, we didn't find a time where everybody could record because Milo is not here this week. It's uh, it's just your, myself here, John and uh, Michael. So, Michael, how you doing?
1: You know, I'm here physically. Don't know much more than that. Emotionally, <laughs> psychologically, spiritually. But, you know, it, it's been a crazy, like, last month
2: for me. So... Yeah, w- with let's talk, let's go, let's go into super long detail about your month, Mike, because everybody loves it when we talk about everything except Dragon Gate. All right, so
1: December 1st, <laughs> I woke up and I had a Power Bar and a Monster Energy Ultra Zero, the white one, not any of the other colors. I like to have that one to start off my morning. But yeah, anyways, it's just, you, you know, end of the year stuff, you know, like, that's the kind of thing for me. My semester finished up, and then ever since then, it's just been, like, a grind. Like, I finished up on Thursday. So yeah. <laughs> pretty much, at least personally, like, the last week I've been dead. So, and I have like I've it, been doing,
2: All I've been doing, I mean, I'm still, I'm still kind of stuffed up, so that kind of sucks. But really, all I've been doing is watching, like, tons of Japanese wrestling not Dragon Gate, mind you, but just like every other promotion in Japan. Because I watched um, All Japan a few days ago. I watched the Big Japan Death Vegas show live last night at like one a.m. to like four thirty, and then I woke up today and watched the New Japan Kurikin. So it's just been nonstop Japanese wrestling for me. That Big Japan Death Vegas show, folks. If you haven't seen it yet, um, if you can't, if you can handle a death match, especially a death match, it's like. You know, it's not really freedoms, you know, or anything, if you don't know what I mean. Like, there's no syringes or anything like that. Like, re- like things are really crazy. But I'd say it's like a solid six or seven on, like, a scale of t- out of ten in death matches. It's just a lot of blood, really. It, but it, um, You know,
1: for me, like, I grew up with, like, the U.S.-style death <laughs> matches. My roommate was a big IWA, Mid-South, and CZW fan. So it used to be, I would yeah. put on a Dragon Gate or a Chikara show, and then he'd be like, okay, now I want to watch something I want to. Let's watch Tournament of Death, where uh, w- w- where Sexy Eddie squirts blood out of his vein. So, like, yeah. I, 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 I'm I even going to give this Death Vegas show, after, after we're done recording, I'm going to give it a shot, because it sounds interesting. And, and, yeah, the whole Freedoms idea of, like, the syringes, like... The time that I gave up deathmatch wrestling was did you ever see the Saul Deathmatch with uh Drake Younger and Thumbtack Jack? Yeah. That was when I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I can handle <laughs> light tubes, I can handle boards, but as soon as you have like razor boards and you have syringes going. Yeah, in,
2: that's not that's not for me. That that's where I don't do it either. But but this was nothing like that and you know, there was, like, one thing where they had, like, a, a Christmas cake. But I, w- I won't spoil it, but it's something. But it's not as bad as it seems at first. Um, but, yeah, that match was incredible, though. Takeda uh, and Takahashi. And I give that four and three chords. It's going to make my match of the year list. Uh, just just an absolutely... Anyone who says that deathmatch guys can't work, um, you're fucking full of shit. And you're not watching the right death matches Because, you know, I know that some of them are... You know, just idiots who swing swinging weapons or whatever. But like the people who really like can do it. You know, like like Takeda, who honestly can do anything because his his non death match stuff at All Japan was awesome too. But and Takahashi and some other guys, like there's plenty of psychology there. Like that that's there's a spot towards the end mm-hmm. where they're like on they're on top of the top rope and it it builds and builds and builds and like just who's going to get slammed off the top rope through this class board. And that has just as much psychology as anything else in the, you know, anything else in pro wrestling. So I don't know. I really, I have nothing to say about it except, um, you know, the people need, people need to calm down if they don't like Like if you don't want to watch the death matches because you just can't deal with the blood, that's one thing. But like, don't say they can't work or anything because they clearly can. And, and, I, say, I still see that shit from time to time, and it's like, just shut up. If you don't know anything about it, just shut up. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and I feel like
1: that there was like the the at least for, for this might just be my own personal view or purview of my experience. Like there was the time period of like 2004 to about like 2007, pretty much at the end of like the CZWROH feud, where like death match wrestling was a thing in the states. Like, yeah, you, you had some yeah. guys there that were incredibly talented at what it is. And, like, we were talking about like, coming off top ropes. It's, like, it, it's it's showing stakes. And yet, it's a little bit more elevated stakes because they're going off a, going into, like, a glass table. But, like, they're able to show, like, the emotion and passion there. And speaking of death matches, I wanted to ask you about something because you got to see something that that I am incredibly jealous about. You got to go see the bar fights. Yeah. How was that? So,
2: I I talked a little bit about it on the on the Josio Mikaze, but if anyone didn't listen to that, it was cool. I just, um, so people don't know what we're talking about. It was in Brooklyn this past week on Wednesday. Um, they had two matches in the back of a seedy dive bar in Brooklyn called the Tender Trap. Um, it was Chuck Taylor versus Zack Sabre Jr. in a false count anywhere, no ring match. And then Matt Tremont against Casanova Valentine, who's like this New York local guy who basically organizes these things, in um, you know, in in a death match. And yeah, it was the what I could see. It was good. It's hard to see when you're like like the reason why people have fucking rings is mm-hmm. because it elevates it above the crowd. So when you're in a crowd of people trying to like circle around the wrestlers or whatever, like it's really hard to see. I'm I'm pretty tall, you know. I'm like six foot one and a half, and I could not see most of the time.
1: Oh, I would have so, had a horrible time because I'm yeah. five eight, and I would need to find yeah, like a oh, stool stand on yeah. the entire time. You
2: would have been you would have been fucked. I mean, I could if I stood on my tippy toes, I could see over some people and see mm-hmm. a little bit of it. But like they were they were long stretches, especially during Tremont and. Uh, and Casanova, like I could see more, I could see better during Chuck Taylor and uh, and Zach Saber because they moved around a lot more. And I was, I kind of like pushed my way to the front better, mm-hmm. but during Tremont and Valentine, they kind of stayed to one spot, which makes sense because like they're on this concert floor basically, they're on yeah. the audience area of a concert floor for people. If you can't get the image, it's all on YouTube, you can go watch it for free. Just yeah,
1: like I saw the Taylor. A uh, Zack Saber Jr. match, and I honestly threw four stars on it.
2: Wait, could you? Could you? Could you see me?
1: Yeah, I noticed you. I cannot. I did not uh, see Taub, but I did see you. I was like, "Oh, there's Sean. All right, that's cool. They were there.
2: That's cool." But I did. I had a great. I had a great fucking time. I mean, I'm not gonna. Even when I couldn't see, like it's just, you know, people just like the energy in that building mm-hmm. and. You know, just—it was really fun. There were like two bands that played too. One of them was like, one of them was a complete joke band. They were really funny, and the other one was just like a pretty mediocre, um, like Brooklyn indie indie band. But like, yeah, it was a good, it was a good time though. I mean, I, I definitely, I know now the next one they're talking about maybe Joey Janela. Oh, that
1: would be madness. Being like
2: he, he, yeah. So I'm thinking of going to that too. And like that, that won't be till February though. But yeah. That so, guy's not death right. deathmatch.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's not right. And if I was to say, oh, someone's going to do a fall count anywhere match, or he might actually do a deathmatch, he's a crazy person. But yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Joey Janelle would be the person that would do that. So, yeah. I just, I just thought it was interesting, like, for the Zack Sabre Jr. and Chuck Taylor match. Like, so, like, they really are, like, like the floor was, like, just, like, a concert hall floor, and the, they're smart enough knowing, like, oh, we can't go do, like, back bumps. We can't go do that. So we completely changed around, like, how we'd work a match. And it really showed to me, like, how smart of wrestlers both Zack Sabre Jr. and Chuck Taylor are, so...
2: Yeah, by the way, they, they can't do backbugs, but the fucking Deathmatch guys did. Because they don't give a shit. <laughs> they, just, they were just doing, like, full fucking bump suit shit and light tubes and everything. Like, they just were like, okay. But yeah, I mean, like, Tremont's another guy who... Like, again, if you think there's no such thing as psychology in Deathmatches, Tremont, like, you know... He he knows how to work a fucking professional wrestling mm-hmm. match. Like, he builds the spots, and stuff happens for a reason. Like, you can't—I don't know. I, I, I really, like—I hate reading shit by people who have no idea what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you, just, if you just don't want to watch a death match, it's fine. But, like, you know, I get it. Because for a long time, I was too squeamish to watch any death matches. And, you know, I've kind of been watching more of them lately. But, like, if you're going to say they don't know how to work, then you just don't really know what you're talking about. It,
1: honestly it's just a different type of wrestling and like if you can get through if you're someone who's not a blood person I'm very much not a blood person I don't play survival horror video games but yeah. I respect it and it's just like saying some of the people like Tremont probably is the best death match worker in the states so yeah
2: I mean there's
1: a good there's a very you know it's either him or Nick Gage probably well Nick Gage um, is, <laughs> is his own man so <laughs>
2: Um but yeah I mean like just you know let's Let's take it down. Not if you're like being a hater on it. You know, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, give it a chance for your hate on it. um But yeah, so I don't know what else. Uh, you, the other thing I can talk about lately is I got this Japanese TV service thing, and it's like changed my life again. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, we've
1: been um, talking about it, mm-hmm. and it sounds it, it's very interesting. Like just from like how it works and how you're able to basically like, well, time for me to pull on Samurai TV. What's going on here?
2: Yeah, I mean, like basically, I, for people who don't know, um, there's these there's these like services you can buy. Um, they're not really legal, but they work. And you know, I had one last year called Japan Net TV, and I think I heard is actually discontinuing now. But um, you had to pay for a year up front, mm-hmm. and I paid for the year, but I stopped using it after a few months because like the the it would buffer on me constantly, and I thought the problem was just my internet was so shitty that it would never work. So I kind of gave up. But like, you know, like they basically like it's supposed to have two components, it's supposed to have a live feed of every Japanese TV network. You know, not every, but every Japanese satellite network on the package, including Samurai TV, um, which has, you know, pretty much all the wrestling promotions other than a few. Gayora, which has the few that aren't on Samurai, like Dragon Gate, Wrestle One, uh, All Japan. Though all Japan's also on Samurai now, so it's on both. And Oz Academy. And then G Plus, which has like um noah's biggest shows mm-hmm. so yeah so it has all those all three of those channels plus like if you like japanese music as japanese music channels and stuff so it's supposed to have live feeds of all that plus it's supposed to give you access to like a v- video on demand for the previous week which is obviously a big deal for like people like me who work a normal job that like can't watch this stuff live so like you can go check the video on demand and just watch that you know whenever after the show airs but um, you know, like the cool thing is obviously you can watch shows immediately. You can watch feeds that have nothing to, like, like feeds that they won't upload to Real Hill Archive anymore because, you know, it's like Big, uh, big Japan Core or it's supposed to be on, which by the way, they, they, they upload that slow as shit. I dropped my Big Japan Core when I got this because it like was not worth it to me anymore because mm. like the upload's been so bad. But yeah, so it's on Big Japan Core or it's on, um, Stardom World which is really, you know, annoying if you watch Stardom because the Samurai broadcasts are so much better than the Stardom War version, but, like, Mort won't upload it, understandably, because, um, you know, it's, you're supposed to be paying for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like, all that stuff. But then on top of that, too, obviously, it was just really cool to be able to just turn on Samurai's live feed and watch whatever's on. I mean, they air, you know, like, let's say you're, you are have nothing to do at 11 p.m. You could just turn on Stardom, they, or, or turn on Samurai, and they might have on you know, some wrestling show from 2015 they might have on some shows battle men news where they recap, you know, all these smaller shows like Basara and, um, you know, the other Josie promotions that don't make tape, like pure J or ice ribbon. So that can be really fun to watch. And it's like all that kind of stuff. So it's really cool to have, but I dropped that one. But then I really, I recently found out about Fuji TV, which is another new one. And, they have a monthly option, so I'm like, Well, I'll try this. And it has like a, a side load onto an Amazon Fire stick. You just plug your Amazon Fire TV stick into your TV, and boom, you have Japanese TV. And it's fucking awesome. And unlike the Japan Net TV issue, like I don't have any buffering issues at all. Yeah, um, you know, like it, like all the live feed plays great, and the VOD plays great. The only issue I've run into so far is, um, like. One time, I tried to use the VOD to watch the, an all Japan, uh, like an all Japan December second show, that was airing on Geora this past weekend. It looked like it didn't record or something. Like I clicked on it and nothing came up, and like some error message popped up in Japanese. So that was annoying. But the show will air again, so hopefully they get it on one of the next recordings. It'd just be really annoying if they did that for like some live show. I was really looking forward to. And not like a show that was like three aired that took place three weeks ago that was just airing now because you know, as Dragon Gate fans know well, okay, or air shit whenever they feel like it.
1: Well, at least Dragon um, Gate stuff, they're on a schedule.
2: Yeah, that is true. It, it's on but a
1: I schedule. I mean, what I mean by it's that, everything,
2: they, it's on a schedule. Like, it, they just don't, they'll air it late if mm-hmm. I mean. But yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that's basically my thing with Japan TV. Now, it's not cheap, it's like $27 a month. Yeah but if you can afford it it's really cool to have and just like just be I turned on Samurai and just watched so much random stuff there's like four japanese music channels on it which is really awesome for me cuz i really love japanese music and you know i put on a lot of japanese music videos and just sit there and like have them on while i'm while i'm doing like uh like the ebook profiles for new japan for the new japan ebook or I don't know whatever else i'm doing kanji or kanji practice or something but yeah it's really cool so yeah if you're if you're a a giant weeb like me you'll get you'll get value you'll definitely get your value out of it and if you're just like a japanese wrestling fan i think you'll get your value out of it because you can probably like okay if you have like stardom world and big japan core you can probably drop both of those and just go with this Mm -hmm. unless you really need to see the tiny tiny shows like I probably will re-app my Big Japan core subscription uh, during the strong climb next year. The 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 annual like their their G one basically. Right. That only happens every every other year because they I assume they will have like a lot of stuff on there that I want to watch. But other than that, I'm not gonna. i that'll be like a one month subscription.
1: And for someone like me, who I am such a huge sports nut, I've looked I've looked mm-hmm. into it and. They have so much of the NPB games on in comparison. I was
2: I was going to ask you because I like I like nippon I like uh, baseball. Like they they do have Japanese baseball. So on there.
1: here's the deal. The other thing that Geora really does is oh they play
2: Japanese baseball.
1: Well, it's interesting because it's not their baseball contracts are different than the states. Where basically the only team that gets like nation- nationwide coverage is the Omari Giants because they're <laughs> the O'Muri Giants. But the good thing about Geora is. Uh, they have both the Hanshin Tigers and the Hokkaido uh, Nippon Ham Fighters on it, which, mm. like, historically, like, the uh, the Tigers, they're they're the team that's based in Osaka. They are, like, they, yeah. they were seen for the longest time kind of as, like, the Red Sox that, like, didn't win the series. There was actually, like, this crazy story about how there was a curse of a Colonel Sanders statue getting tossed into, the, into a river off a bridge that cursed them. So, like, they're, like, the number <laughs> two team, and then... Hokkaido, the fighters. The thing with them is that they traditionally, at least over the last decade, have been the team that's have most of the big stars that have come over to Major League Baseball have been players on Hokkaido Nippon Ham. So yeah. both Darvish and Otani both were pitches there, and actually, and actually Otani took number eleven because he he idolized you Darvish when he was pitching for Hokkaido Nippon Ham. So. And, and by the way, guys, the whole team name is Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters, not Ham Fighters. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, location, yeah. But, ser- sponsor. But, but quickly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so now the way this, this is like how it used to be back in the day, where TV yesterday had the Braves,
0: basically, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Like essentially. everybody,
2: so nationwide, you can get Kaora, which ha- which is on satellites. Not not a lot people get it actually, but they have the Nippon Ham Fighters and the um, Hanshin Tigers okay so like they get all their
1: games uh, that's what I'm assuming that's what I was able to determine so, so what is, what is the uh,
2: the season what 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 is what is it what no no what are the Yomori giants are on uh,
1: well who what what TV station does Yomori corporation own
2: I don't fucking know you're asking me I mean they get a lot of they get a lot of um, you know networks on there so if it's like one of the major networks, that's on there, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't know,
1: but like I'll have to look that up. But I know that for I do know that Geora airs the other ones, so so yeah. it's interesting. But I know that I I forget what station they have. Might actually have a broadcast deal. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I know that might be something I'm looking into. I'm actually about to get a D T uh, universe, so I can do my. The, my final part's on my top 10 list for the website. So that's the other thing I've been doing in my spare time, has been going back through, try to watch through all of PWG of this year. PWG's not doing it for me the way it used to. Though I do have to say, the Zack Sabre Jr. versus Chuck Taylor match might be my US match of the year. Mm. Just be, like above Pete Dunne and uh, Tyler Bate, just because like a match that really told a story. Like and it was really well done, and I think Excalibur is a good commentator, which is something that you don't usually hear about PWG nowadays. But yeah, it, it, but yeah, no, that like I've been doing that, and then I'm getting to DDT. I'll finally. I I don't. I've never really watched much DDT, so
2: yeah,
1: it'll be interesting for me to catch up with. But
2: yeah, yeah, the D- DDT's had a great fucking year. Mm-hmm. Like I, if you, if people aren't watching it, like really, it's had a great year. So, um, but yeah, so I, I guess at some point we should talk some Dragon Gate, huh? Yeah, uh, I, I
1: will try to think of a very <laughs> smooth way to segue this into our usual rundown, but I... People
2: people must be like, we're, we're going longer and longer with these fucking off-topic things every week Like, maybe those, those idiots had a point, maybe we need to stop talking so much <laughs> nah, uh, so, no no i mean the, the moment i hear that complaint from somebody who like didn't already hate us maybe i'll consider it but um but yeah how's like let's talk some dragon gate and first of all the big thing that i want to talk about is um the the dragon Gate awards so if you're if you're like you know if you haven't, first of all, if you have sent your ballot in, because we got a ton of ballots already, I think we already have more ballots this year than we got all of last year. So I really appreciate it if you have uh, been doing that. Like, as far as the the actual, like, how much time you have left, you have till January 7th. So you still got some time. If you haven't gotten your ballot in yet, you've got plenty of time still. You've still got, like, another uh, three weeks or so. So ba- basically, um the all you have to do to fill it about is there's a google form and i'm going to put it in the you know in the uh com- in the description of this episode i put it on the form post i put it on the twitter i mean you really cannot fucking miss the <laughs> the, the, the google form so all you gotta do is fill out that google form instantly we get your we get your results i tally them all up in a an Excel spreadsheet I have at work actually so I don't have it in front of me because I'm obviously home here on a Sunday night recording this But um, so I can't give you any spoilers on who's ahead or anything but what I do want to talk about and to encourage you to vote is give maybe me and Mike's picks here for some of the big awards so uh, a lot of these categories I do remember from when the last time I edited it this past week, a lot of these categories are very close still, especially maybe not for first place but definitely for like second or third place so, you know, if you think your vote counts, it's not a, this is not like a, you're not like a Republican in California or something like your your vote does count. Um, what do you, what well, looks, Mike, what did you, what did you think about the, I mean, you have access to the spreadsheet so far. Yes, do I do. You, do.
1: I was the person our, who made the form because I was like, let's, let's try this out. And it yeah. was a little bit of, uh, of sweat to get it working. But yeah, let me t- I'll take a... I think it's been interesting so far, like, just taking a look at the spreadsheet right now, for... There's some categories that are understandably kind of a widespread of options, uh, or opinions. I'm not going to say which ones, but you could probably take a guess which ones those are. There's some of them that are a little bit more concentrated. And it... There's been a couple surprises there, but I feel like there's... You could see... We could see a couple big trends here, like... But, like, I'll start talking about my ballot. I'm totally okay about since I submitted mine taking a look at the date almost exactly a month ago because I was like, all right, I'm getting this over with it's, yeah. It, I, I think like, like let's just start from the top of the bell and talk about some of the bigger categories. John, who was your DG 2017 MVP first place vote getter?
2: So I gave it to Doy. Um, that's to me, he had the, he had a great fucking year. Um, he he was the guy to me, like the MVP, you know, to 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 separate this, like it should be a guy who it should be in ring, but also like values of promotion, you know, who fan popularity, drawing power. And I think clearly he was one of the the most popular guys, especially if you listen to the the crowd reactions around the time of his final gate title challenge. He was getting even after that, he was getting really, really, you know, cheered by the crowd. The crowd was super into Maximum and in the entire reunion angle at Yoshino. So, and, on, and you add to that, some of these standout in ring performances, like, um, you know, I, I really liked the Dory Yamato match at Final Gate last year, because just to clarify, we're December to December, just like the, uh, just like the Observer Awards. So, just like so the year... The the year ended November 30th, but started December 1st. So last year's final gate counts, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like I like that match a, a lot more than everybody else. I gave it at like four and a half. So that was a huge thing for, for a huge feather in his cap for me. And then on top of that, you have the Doi um, semi semifinal from King of Gate, I thought was one of the best matches of the year. And the Doi and um, the Speed Muscle against CK1 match. And I. Kobe world i thought was one of the best matches of the year and then all the other the Maxim jimmy suit he was a big part of that he was great in that so yeah you know and then and the triangle gate team too he was a big part of that so to me i thought overall he was the mvp um well who'd you have first place
1: Um, uh, my first place was misaki mochizuki and my basis behind that was looking more at of the top line kind of Oh, for MVP, I look top line a little bit more, so maybe than others, and and, and I kind of did the same thing for Omakase actually for that one. Omakazi, I always mispronounce that. Omakazi, <laughs>
2: Omakase. Oh uh, but well, look, at least you can spell it.
1: Oh, I can spell it,
2: <laughs> but uh, unlike the the people submitting us for that, for the fucking uh,
1: Cheaty. <laughs> for the cheaty. But it, but um, but yeah, I I had Mochizuki and my I just think that. Even with kind of the surprise title win, before that he was having so he had one of the t- he was one of the two people who had the strongest uh, King of Gate. With him and Shingo, had probably the two strongest like entering portions of King of Gate. He was always, even though like in the beginning of the year when they were kind of uh, when they are kind of like in this giant hold period, he's still was someone that was on the top of cards. And If he was not, he had his interesting kind of little mini feud with. Uh, Kaido Ishida and Takahiro Yamamura which you could kind of say was the start of Yamamura's big 2017 so I kind of added those all together and then really like taking a look at how the company has felt at the top since he's become champion has been kind of refreshing so that was Mm. one of the things that I I personally couldn't put Yamato number one as much as I wanted to, I'll go to my number two vote my number two is Yamato regarding like the fact that he, kind of like how he got the service award from Tokyo Sports. This is this is me saying, hey, you kind of got a shit deal here. Here's, here's second place. At least you I tried. Gave,
2: so I gave Yamato third and I gave Mochizuki second, because I thought Mochizuki deserved... I just didn't think he did enough during the award period, because I didn't think he did a ton other than the... Um, like, Basically, he had the King of Gate, uh, the, the King of Gate Master Shingo, and then he won the Dream Gate right towards the end of... Uh, the voting period in September and he had the really great match with Susumu in uh, November so I thought he had a great you know he had a great like four months or so but like out of the rather a months he really wasn't doing a whole lot so that's why I thought he was a better second place finisher and Yamato I gave third because like I just didn't think his title ring was that great but he still clearly has his fans and you know he was in some good matches you know even though I think a lot of his title reign was pretty underwhelming but um, too- not as underwhelming as some people said but it was it was it, it was a below average settle rain, is what I would say. It's not like the worst of all time, certainly not the best of all time. Average to below average title rain. Um, so I thought I thought that was worth a third place vote. But yeah.
1: Hey, he did sell a whole lot of curry powder.
2: Yeah, there you go. Um,
1: the, if that's so a business. Saying, I don't know what is.
2: And you gave Dory MVP, MB- oh for your third place MVP vote. So. Yeah,
1: so we had the same three, but in a different order. I guess yeah. for me, since Doy never really, other than Final Gate, headlined stuff, that's why I knocked him down. But yeah. to be honest, I, f- my personal opinion, those three to me kind of stood out. I, but that's just the two of us, I guess.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, I, you do see their names a lot, but mm-hmm. um, in the in the overall voting, you see Shingo a lot too. Um, but yeah, so then the most outstanding, um, I went, I did the, I had this, well, not two of the same three, but my first place, I gave Shingo Takagi first place, which I know if Milo listens to this, he's going to jump through his, uh, <laughs> jump, through, jump through his iPod or his phone or whatever and kill me. But like, look, Shingo, I thought had a really great in-ring year, even though he was not in a in a main event spot at all, but I thought pretty much everything he did this year was awesome. hmm um, you know, I, he was a great heel. That match with Motazuki at uh in King Gate, the match with uh, the match with with uh, Hulk. oh god, with Hulk in King Gate. Thank you. Um, but yeah, just like and then you know, all, all, you know the tag team stuff he thought was really good. The trio stuff was really good. I mean, there really wasn't anything he was in this year that wasn't like that was really good. So you know, I, I can't give him MVP because the fans don't, you know, the fans fucking hate him and not in a. A good heel way and like a uh, you know we don't really want to see you way so I don't feel like giving him an MVP vote and on top of that I don't think he was like essential or anything to like storyline yeah. this year but I think the role he was in I think he did a, a better job with that role than anybody else did so that's why I gave Shingo my first place for most outstanding
1: my first place for most outstanding was Asuma Yokosuka and mm-hmm. really for me this was predicated on the uh, it was predicated on he had some he didn't have some of the top line King of Gate matches but he had that really great one with uh, KZ which stands out probably as like one of my sleeper matches of like if I was ever going to make someone like a mixed DVD of Dragon Gate 2017 that's a match I'm, I make sure I'm going to slide in on there yeah and then and and then really his performance both at uh, both at Gate Destiny and at the Jimmy's Unit Disband match. Really, I felt like for that, did it? And he's someone that, like, kind of like Shingo. You put him into tag team matches, he's tremendous. You put him in trios, like, the whole Jimmy's versus Maximum feud was tremendous, and a lot of it was on his back. And I, I just look at it, like, in-ring, like, it, like looking at my notebook in front of me, like, splitting through a notebook, whenever I see Susumu pop up in it, very rarely do I see a rating that I look like, oh, that's underwhelming. So, yeah. it, it, that, it was a complete... In ring year for me,
2: yeah. And then we both had Mochizuki second for most stuff standing.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I think Mochizuki is the the all time greatest singles match competitor in Dragon Gate history. So I would agree with that. And he certainly just like taking. A, we'll get into our matches right after this. Just take a look at our matches. You could name four or five singles matches this year that you could put in your top three for match of the year out of him.
2: Yeah and then third um i had doi uh like i mentioned in the mvp vote i thought he had a number of really outstanding performances this year and you know he w- maybe didn't have always ha- have a great match or like an outstanding match every time he's out there but i thought his high-end stuff was so good that i needed to give him at least a third place vote and i had, had takeri yamamura and it's kind of he, who's been a popular he's been a popular pick from other people
1: yeah he has been uh what I'll say about Yamamura is, of course, this the sad thing about him getting his neck messed up. But if you take a look at how the beginning of 2017 was, I felt that Yamamura kind of propped the company up entering on his shoulders. Yeah. So I had to give enough credit for that. I loved, I absolutely loved the uh, series of matches he had with Kagatora. There was the... Uh, final gate match i talked about earlier and then really like leading up until he got injured he was having solid matches and he was and no one took a step forward this year more than Yamora did so yeah i felt like that at least for a third place i feel like he deserved third place recognition for that
2: yeah um so match of the air you and i both gave uh I had mochizuki susumu from gate of destiny mm-hmm. um which, by the way, is doing very well in the polls so far.
1: Big surprise um, there.
2: I, I, we we both gave it four and three quarters, I think. It's, mm-hmm. the, only drag, it's the only Dragon Gate match that's going to make my top ten, um, barring something incredible at uh, Final Gate, or my overall wrestling top ten, I should say, barring something incredible at Final Gate or the and, Um But yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about this match already recently, so you don't have to get into it again, but it was mm. an incredible match. Yeah. Reminded me of an all-Japan, like an all-Japan-made event, kind of.
1: And not a big surprise considering Mochizuki's history. Yeah. That reminds me. And then me. second
2: second place, I had Doi versus Shingo from the uh, King Gate semifinals. I thought that was a, a really, really, really good match. Um, you had Doi Yoshi against Ryosuka from the August 8th Scandal Gate. That was also a really great match, and I happened to be there for that. And it was it was incredible um but just i would i mean i if i was gonna make a top five it'd probably be fifth in my list honestly so that's a that's a very good pick
1: yeah i just for me like mochizuki susumu is the one dragon gate match that's gonna make my end of your top 10 uh doi uh, the doi yoshi match that's gonna be a hard cut for me personally so like I yeah. the way that I do my matches is like I do I do basically cuts. I'm like, okay, I have this pool of twenty, let's cut down to fifteen, okay, let's cut down to twelve, all right, let's make some decisions. It's gonna be a hard cut for me. I just that that's a kind of match that really for me, much more so than CK one, that showed like speed muscle and its return at its best in my mind. So
2: Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, in third place you had Mochizuki Ah, uh, Shimizu from September 5th, the number one contendership of the Dreamgate. I had Yamato Rosenaroki Doi for the Dreamgate at Final Gate. So there you go. Um I thought Yamato Doi was an a really, really good match. I get that four and a half. I know most people did not feel anywhere near that, but I thought it was um a great slow paced match, completely unlike, you know. I mean, well, not that they have don't do slow paced Dreamgate game matches, but I really liked all the limb work and you know I thought it was a a great like psychological match.
1: And can I ask you something? Are you the... Taking a look at the spreadsheet, are you the only person who has a vote for this match in this category?
2: I'm 99% sure I am, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so... Let's see. Moment of the year we don't have to get into, because it's...
1: There's so much to get into.
2: Yeah. Unit of the year, I mean, this... I I have Maximum first, Jimmy second, Berserk third. Those are the three units... that are getting pretty much all the votes. Um, there's only only a few people voting for anybody else. Um, you went maximum first, Jimmy second, but Fujihei third. Yes. And you were not the only person to vote for Fujihei, believe it or not. No,
1: I'm not, uh, and I'm yeah. very proud of them.
2: A, a couple people voted for Overgeneration and Tribe Vanguard, who, by the way, are the only two units who have received any votes for worst unit. And it, it was a very neck-and-neck race for a while, um, I one of them has pulled ahead of the other. I'm not going to tell you which one. You can, you can wait and find out. We'll see if uh, we'll see if the other one can catch up. But but yeah, those two units. Way there's literally nobody else in the field mm-hmm. for worst unit. Um, best tag team. I went Dori Yoshi first, uh, Big Ben second, and I went BB Hulk and KZ third because I really li- I really like the Hulk and KZ team. Oh wait, no, sorry. I went KZ and Yoshi Santa Maria third. Mm-hmm. I was looking at somebody else's, but yeah, KZ. I, not that they don't like Hulk and KZ too, but KZ and Maria just a adorable tag team, and um, yeah, I went
1: uh, Doi Yoshi R- Rioska, which
2: and then CK and then
1: CK one, which I'm sorry, like given that they had the the two really strong title matches that they had recently, I felt like it. Merited it much more so than this. Like Big <laughs> Big Ben's the team that if I was going to forecast teams in twenty eighteen, I'd forecast Big Ben. But for now, I had I, I'd be in, in my personal opinion, I'd be intellectually dishonest if I didn't include them in some.
2: I really, don't, I, re- I really don't like CK one, so I was able to leave them off. I Even mean, they had, they did have two really good matches, mm-hmm. but I don't want to relitigate the CK one thing. I will say it's interesting the people who have sent their ballots, and so CK one have the most first place votes in this category, mm-hmm. but they're not leading this category because a lot of people are leaving them off their ballots. So there you go. I don't, I don't know if that's, you know, that could be a number of things. It could just be that people who listen to this podcast and, and are big enough fans to vote tend to agree with us on stuff like CK one. Or it could be that like CK one is just really that underwhelming to people. Who it's knows? a
1: controversial team, so like yeah. knowing that how controversial it is, I am not surprised to see how these results are as they stand. Yeah,
2: I mean they're, they're, they they still have a chance to win the category. They're yeah. I think they're in second right now.
1: But it's not but surprising they'll be left off so many.
2: You know. Yeah, they're getting left off a lot of bouts. It's yeah. basically their problem. You know, they have the most first place votes. Um, Trio of the year. This has been a. This is a really funny category because I think I, I. I wish I could have my spreadsheet in front of me. like the, the with the result, like the calculated results. But I think there's like, something like five or six different trios just from maximum that have gotten a, at least one vote. So like people really love maximum, and the maximum is running away with the you of the year category too. And then they cannot agree on which trio to vote for. Like, you have the Young Maximum Trio, you know, Kotoka, Big R, and Benkei getting votes. You have the one that was Triangle Gate Champions, Dory, Big R, and Benkei getting votes. You have the Dory Yoshino, Kotoka getting votes. Um, let me see. What else here? I think someone voted... People yeah, people voted basically for every single trio you could think. Like, if there's a makeup, someone voted Dory Yoshino, Benkei. Which I don't even did. Did they team together? I don't even know. But like, yeah, just like if there, if you could think of a combination of maximum people, chances are somebody voted for it. So I went with the personally. I went. You and I both went with the Doi Shmizu Benkei unit. Yeah, the Triangle that, Gate the, team, the trio. That was the Triangle Gate team, but but yeah, I mean, like it was it was something.
1: Yeah, you can make arguments, um, you know. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Let me see what else we got here. Uh, I don't know. We have to go into it. Like all the other categories are kind of, you know, just one pick and it's just kind of people's opinions. I will say I regret that we accidentally called Worst Wrestler. Um, we call, Last year we called it Least Favorite Wrestler. And this year when you made the form, you called it Worst Wrestler. So I feel like everybody is voting for poor Punstow P- P- Monaga. Whereas if you voted for it, if you would name the category Least Favorite Wrestler, maybe people would be more comfortable voting for other people. But I think it's pretty obvious to most people that Punch Terminag is the worst wrestler. In yeah, yeah, so,
1: yeah. It'll be interesting well, to, to do like a little like I guess survey to see like if we had presented to someone like have so many people have it pop up as worst and some people pop up as least favorite and see how different the votes would be. I have a yeah. feeling they would be, but for for what it is, all right. Punch <laughs> next
2: next next year I'll probably try to name it least favorite. Yeah. One. Oh, we didn't do show of the year, so let's quickly do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had. I had Gate of Destiny in first place. I had the Scandalgate show that I was there at, you know, possibly live bias, but the August eighth Kurken and second. And I had the Kobe World in third. Um we had almost the same battle. You have Gate Destiny first, Mm -hmm. the Scandal Gate the Scandalgate August Eighth Kurken second, and the King of Gate uh kickoff Korokin from May 9th and 3rd. Um so, gay, gay, Pretty much, a lot of people are voting for Gated Destiny, Dangerous Gate, and Kobe World. Um, a few. It shows you again, I guess, that like people don't remember the Korkins or something because mm-hmm. I, I think I think a bunch of the are better than Dangerous Gate, but whatever, I guess. Um,
1: yeah, the, like that. That's my <laughs> mindset too. Like I felt like that Korkins, and I mean, I don't watch as much of the house shows as I used to, but there's been yeah. enough out there that, especially for like how Kobe World was for me, like I just. You know, like, there were good enough Corkins that were, like, three-hour shows that had two or three four-star matches on there, you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I would have gone either, like, I mean, like, the Scandalgate, the other Scandalgate corking from September, yeah. which has gotten, like, a couple votes, the September 5th one, mm-hmm. I would have, I would rank that above Dangerous Gate, too. Uh, the Cangate one you had, I would have ra- ranked that above Dangerous Gate. But, yeah, you know, the, the King Gate finals, too. Or the, yeah. Yeah, the, that was a very good show, too. But, yeah, so that's the awards, everybody. Uh, that's a, a recap of our picks, and you still have about another three weeks to vote. So go ahead and use the Google form it'll be in the show description it'll be on the Twitter It'll be, you know, at Open Voice Gate on Twitter. It'll be on the voices of wrestling.com forms in the, the episode thread. So definitely make sure you get your votes in. You have until January 7th. Yeah. So and if you haven't voted, you know, don't worry if you haven't watched it. Like, if you've watched, you know, if you've watched enough shows to feel like you're a fan, you know, don't worry about not, like, you don't have to be a fucking expert to vote. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen some people say, like, oh, I don't know if I feel like I, I know enough. To vote it's like don't don't worry if you if you care enough to listen to the show and you've watched like you know more than that you know like a handful of shows at least you'll we're, we're more than happy to have your vote yeah it's and supposed to be the, the idea the idea is to get like a a lot of the Western Dragon gate fans and see what they like so if you consider yourself a Western Dragon gate fan even if you even if you hate us if you're in that, that other crew or whatever we have one person submit one um, who I know for a fact hates us so who, who, who like the, like I laughed when I came in, but I, I I encourage it. Like whether you love us or hate us, we just want to hear from any Dragon Gate Western fans. So and, on, and this is ahead.
1: all in good fun. Like seriously, yeah, right? like exactly. I uh, uh like John and I like we, like we've got this all together. Like I started, I think I did mine in twenty fifteen, and then you kind of picked up the main and ran with it. Like these are all just in good fun. And thanks yeah. to everyone who has who has uh, submitted a ballot already. At, to my count it's i'd assume that 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 these are one of the better years so far already and we'll just kind of yeah i think
2: i think i think it's already better than last year but i'm not, yeah. I have to, yeah so
1: so yeah thank um, you all for submitting and if you haven't come on it's yeah. it's all in good fun
2: yeah we just want to hear from you um but yeah so that's the that's the awards obviously we'll discuss the winners uh after after the deadline passes in january Anyway, so let's move on to the first of the two shows we're here to review this week, which is the Memorial Gate and Sendai show from back on November twenty-six. God, almost a month ago now. Wow. Um, so we we'll just got to. We'll kind of go through this pretty quick since the show is you know a month old by now. But basically, this was they were they were out here to do. I mean, the idea was to do a big show in Sendai, and originally they were going to book the Sendai Sun Plaza, which um, that's that's a much bigger venue, you know, three as your motto said himself at the end of the show, it's three floors of seating. So I don't I don't know exactly how many fans it can hold. I think like five thousand? No, twenty seven hundred. I looked this up. Really? That's that's it? Okay. It's not that big. Well okay. So like twenty seven hundred, but that's still more than the the venue where they held this week's show, which was or this year's show, which is the uh Sendai Sun Fiesta. And they they announced a the tens of sixteen hundred, so it's probably more like you know, 1400 or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like it was a, it was a good show. It was about like, it was a weird, like in between show basically between a house show and like a, a, pay-per-view big show next year running the sun plaza. I would expect more of a traditional big show. Yeah. So yeah. Like all, a dream game action and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All indication is that this will become the sixth big show. So this is yeah. kind of plugging the schedule. They're moving it from November to September. Which will be yeah. good. It'll, it's going to be a really backloaded 2018 for Dragon Gate, but yeah, this felt like between a corkin and like Champion Gate in Osaka is how I, I equate yeah. it. But yeah, it, it was a fun show. Like it was nothing super heavy to it. It was, it was just you know a lot of. It was a good show to kind of like they've done shows in Sendai before, but this was a good show to kind of like further base them as like, hey, we're going to do stuff in this area and. The attendance alone lets you think that that 2,700, I don't think they're going to have problems hitting that 2,700.
2: Yeah, I mean, Sendai is a very underserved area, mm-hmm. too. So, like, I mean, it's not, like, it's that far from Tokyo. Um, if I look at my Japanese geography, I believe Tokyo to, um, I think it's, like, an hour and a half, if that, by train. I'm going to look this up because I'm curious. To Miyagi, so, Sendai is like a, a big region, actually. So, let's yeah. say Tokyo to Miyagi, train, would take oh actually two and a half hours, so a little bit of time, but not that's not even as much time as it takes to go from Tokyo to Osaka. Right. So, you know, so like Tokyo to from Tokyo Station to Sunay Station, which is in Miyagi, that would take two hours, two and a half hours. So there you go. Um, but yeah, like it's it's basically the opposite direction of of like Nagoya, Kyoto, Osaka. So Tokyo is like kind of dead center and then towards the east actually obviously it's called east capital that's tokyo Mm. but anyway um if you if you go west you get to nagoya and kyoto and kobe and osaka that's all off to the west by about i think tokyo to nagoya is about two hours um tokyo to kyoto is about yeah tokyo to nagoya is like two and a half um I have, seems like it should be less than that, but I don't know. Like, t- so it's about the same distance from Tokyo to Sendai, to Tokyo to Nagoya, and then Nagoya onto Osaka, Kyoto, Kobe, which are very close to each other. Like Osaka, Kyoto, Kobe is like if you look at a map of Japan, it's like all clustered very close together. And I know we did the trip from Osaka to Kobe on like a local train. It still only took like twenty five minutes. So, you know if you're looking for like Japanese geography, just those three are very close together. Tokyo and Yokohama are very close together, like again, like a half hour, mm-hmm. even by like a local train. And then, if you go west from Tokyo, that's where you get to the Kyoto, Osaka, Kobe area. And if you go north, basically northeast from Tokyo is where you go to Sendai, um, Niigata, all that kind of stuff. And then keep going north, and you'll get eventually get to the island of Hokkaido, which is a totally different island, mm-hmm. and that's where Sapporo is, and that's where, uh, you know, the northern tribe is from. Like your KZ, your um, your BB Hulk. Isn't T-Hawk T- from there too? Right? T-Hawk's
1: from Hokkaido too, or from or yeah. from that prefecture, same prefecture. Yeah. 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 And I did look this up while you were doing something else. Fuji TV has both the uh, Yomamuri Giants and the Tokyo Yakult Swallows.
2: What on what network?
1: Fuji TV. That's oh,
2: a, the Fujitini Network. Yeah. I see.
1: But cool. but yeah, no, I think it's real smart for them to, like, <laughs> to pick like what this. Call,
2: what a weird callback.
1: It, it, <laughs> I, you were talking about locations. So I was like, oh, okay. Tokyo. There we go. But uh, yeah, I think it's really smart for them to market this in this area. Because like the story of j- Japanese wrestling really is that Dragon Gate does okay in Tokyo. But really, o- Oda Hall is where they want to be at. Like there's... Ryoko Kozan just doesn't work that well for them. It hasn't in the past. So it makes sense that they would try to pick areas that would be more underserved, so going towards Sendai. So I think it's a good move.
2: Yeah, basically, like everybody else, everybody else focuses on Tokyo, which makes sense because, like, if you look at, like, um, you know, like like DDT. DDT is a very uh, Tokyo-based promotion, probably the biggest example. They they draw, you know, humongous crowds in the Tokyo and in the Tokyo area, and that includes Saitama too, which is very close mm-hmm. to Tokyo. Um, and you know, Big Japan. You know, they're Yokohama-based, but they they draw big Yokohama again, very close to Tokyo. Um, the, you know, a ton of stuff, and you know, like you know, basically. Um, you know, ton of different promotions run that area, and like again, all Japan, they they can run sumo hall, but like all these promotions, when they go outside of Tokyo, really struggle to draw. Whereas Dragon Gate, they run Oda Gym, like you said in Tokyo, which only holds like 3,500 or whatever. But um, when they get outside of Tokyo, they can they draw much better in Kansai, which is like Osaka, Kobe, Kyoto, mm-hmm. than any of the promotions do. And then they now they're drawing in, you know, they draw better in Sapporo than some of these promotions do. And now they're drawing better in Sendai than, you know, Fukuoka, too. Yeah, but Fukuoka. Because Fukuoka is basically keep going all the way west, mm-hmm. like further past. Um, Further past K- the Nagoya, and then even further past Kansai, and you know, then you get to Hiroshima, and then you get to another entire new island, basically, mm-hmm. and it's Fukuoka. So, um, you know, it's at the very edge of uh, of Japan. But yeah, so you know, the only these are all areas where the only promotion other than Dragon Gate that draws is New Japan. Right. So that's why when people talk about Dragon Gate being the number two in in Japan. The issue is that they're the only other promotion out of the new Japan that can actually draw crowds of any decent size in all these outside areas. So there you go. You got a little Japanese drawing lesson and a little Japanese geography lesson. <laughs> for you um if you if you know all that already, I apologize. you should have just fast forwarded, I guess.
1: But hey <laughs> but we're on, vaca- on. we're on vacation you're still gonna learn here. I don't care if school's out <laughs>
2: Um so let's get to the actual show here. Memorial Gate and Sendai 2017. Uh again, a uh, claim to 10, 1600 I want to blow through this because yeah, you know, it's a month old show. To be honest, there's not a lot to it. The opener was Kagatora, Yosuke Santa Maria and UT defeating Genki Horaguchi, Kenas, and Kaito Ishida. Uh Kagatora pitting uh, Ishida in ten thirty one with the Ikitosen. Um very this was a very wacky match. It was based around um Hyo Watanabe, your child, filling in for a sick Yosuke. She was sick, right? That was the issue?
1: Yeah, at I least think, that's what yeah. I think it was.
2: Yeah, so Yosuke Santa Maria was sick, so Hiyo filled in as Yosuke Santa Maria. Um to be quite honest with you, all the Hiyo managed to do was prove how good Yosuke Sanamari is at that gimmick. Because <laughs> for a lot yeah. of it, he looked, he looked really awkward and not good at it at all, which is understandable when he never does it.
1: He never does but it, like, and for him, probably good for him that he's not, you know, so. Yeah.
2: I mean, at the at the very end, where, like, he he got, got the kiss on, um, on Ishida, which, like, distracted him long enough for Kagatora to hit the move. I, I think that was the end, right? He got the kiss on... Ishida and I distracted Ishida long enough for Kaga to hit the Ikatosen. But yeah, so he looked so fucking happy to get this kiss. Like you've never seen a man happier to kiss another man than what Hyo, Hyo did here. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was good. It was okay. But, um, you know, I wouldn't say it was great. That's basically how I would uh, describe it. It was it was fine and Hyo needed to Hyo does not need to do this gimmick ever again. Right. Basically, my conclusion. Um, uh, my biggest um, thought from this yeah. match
1: was that they had the old style light rig they used to use for all the big shows, and Sendai and I like yeah. that. That's my biggest thought about this opener. Yeah, that's it. It was okay. Like Kyo <laughs> was awkward. Everyone else was good. It was. It was fine.
2: Yeah. Um, but as far as the, then we get to match number two, which is the open, the Owari gate title match. I think there Shaito. was something
1: between the matches with Metal Warrior. Um,
2: oh just, yeah. Metal Warrior laid out Kagatora. Yeah. You gave him the Mugen. I mean, at this point, I don't know about recapping that storyline, given that we're but already, yeah. it's already been revealed, but yes, folks, it was Jimmy Kanda pretending to be all these different members of the Jimmy's or Yasushi Konda now, I should say. Yeah, just to be a And just be a dick, which I think is pretty stupid, actually, but whatever. Yeah, it's dumb. Like I was hoping we would lead an actual I was hoping this was supposed to lead to an actual turn. It was just fucking conda being just dicking around. Because as we're gonna talk about later, the when we get to some of these cards, these units desperately need to shake up. So right. um but yeah, anyway, so match two, open the ORI gate, reuse Saito, beat Hollywood Stalker Jikawa 10 ten eleven with the Cyrio Rocket. Uh pretty standard Ryu Saito and Stalker stuff here. I mean, there was one really cool spot where, so Stalker, people don't know Stalker, he does this ring walk spot. I don't know what you're doing with this podcast if you don't know Stalker, but he does this ring rope spot. You know, he's walking, first he walks forward, okay? You know, just, he holds on to Ryu Saito and walks along the ring, on the top rope. Um, Then he walks backwards. That used to be where he would get tripped up. And this time, again, this time he he did it fine walking backwards. Then he walks fast without tries to walk fast. And again, for the last couple of times this is where he he would get he would trip and fall and crash himself on the top rope. But he managed to walk fast on the top rope, holding Saito's hand without falling. And the crowd went nuts for this. Um, then he like he go he starts, like rear sight was like, okay, you walked forward, you walked backwards, you walked fast. Um, you know, now what you need to do is hop up and down on one foot. Stalker, because he's a fucking idiot, did this. He he hopped up and down on one foot, and guess what happened, folks? He immediately fell and crossed himself on the top rope. So yes, that was really funny. Um by far the highlight of the match, which otherwise is just your 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 standard uh reuse don't stalker comedy match. But
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it.
2: Uh, Saito won. The Saito became the new champion based on, on fan appeal. Berserk uh, attacked Saito afterwards, which was building up the the Shingo versus Saito match on the following December fifth Korakin, which we're also going to talk about here. So there you go. And, you know the idea, like Shingo's, like you're you're a stupid comedy wrestler. Instead being like comedy's good, shut the fuck up, you suck. And, you know whatever. That, that that's not that's not exact quotes, but. Uh, match three, Susumu defeated Benkei in fourteen fifty eight with a Jimbo Nokachi, Datume. Um I gave it like three and a half. It was a good match, but not like certainly not like what I call a great match.
1: Yeah, I, I only went two and three quarters. It was really slow going. It was yeah, and it was not the kind of like when this card was put up. This was not the kind of match that I hoped that Susumu and Benkei would have. You know, yeah. Like the one like yeah. cool spot from it was and I kind of do want to get, we might get into this a little bit more when we get to core again. but Ben K does this really cool spin through spear that like the way yeah. that he, like he does the spear, but he does something with his delivery, and instead of going straight through them, like he makes it almost into a slam into a way with the way he swings his body around and like swings his hips around that I always find really neat. But yeah, it was, it was a, yeah it, it was an all right match. I just, I was disappointed.
2: Yeah, um, but as far as that went, that was fine. That's about it. Um, then we had the Mochizuki and Don Fuji against T-Hawk at a Linda Mann tag match when 14-17 Mochizuki pinned Linda Mann with the Shin Saikyo high kick. Um, it was mostly comedy, actually, until the finishing stretch. It was a hot finishing stretch, and... You know, it was pretty. It was pretty funny watching Mochizuki get the Shinseki or high kick in on the one foot fall. Mm-hmm. But you know, other than that, it was just it was fine.
1: I liked this match. I thought it ruled. I, I love Mochizuki's oh, okay. interaction with Lindaman. and we got more of it on Corkin, which was great. But yeah, I mean, it mm-hmm. it was a comedy match. But then again, guys, this this show was not supposed to be a huge show, so they're going to have a lot of this kind of like you had a stalker match. So I mean, if you're if you're a bigger show for soccer match nowadays, that says something. So
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we had the the first big show in Tohoku, which I, you know like the, is a the region basically. Um, I believe it means northeast. Yes, Tohoku means northeast. What am I? What am I even saying? The first big show in Tohoku, ceremonial elimination match. Which was Maximum, Neroki Doi, Masato Yoshino, Big Arshamizu, and Jason Lee defeating overgeneration of Shima, Dragon Kid, Gamma, and Mondai Ryu by a count of four to three. I'll just quickly read through the eliminations here. Jason Lee uh, beat, eliminated Mondai Ryu in 1132 with the Lamagistral. Dragon Kid eliminated Yoshino over the top rope. Shima eliminated Jason Lee with the Meteora. Shimizu eliminated Gamma with the shot Hut slam. Doi eliminated Shima over the top rope. Kid eliminated Shimizu with the Bible. And then it came down to old Bravegate rivals, the original Bravegate Rival mm-hmm. rivals. Doi and Dragon Kid. And Doi pinned Dragon Kid in twenty one twenty five with the Bakatari sliding kick. It was a really fun match. Um, you know. Best of the show it's you'd pretty think. Pretty much I, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, I gave it I gave it um uh I I think I gave both the main event and this like four stars. So I would go I, I guess I like this slightly more, but yeah, this was a really, really fun match. Pretty much there's there's no like this was not what I call an all time great Dragon Gate Elimination match, but no. like Dragon Gate Elimination matches like four stars is like the floor. So, you know, I mean it was it was still really great.
1: It checked the boxes.
2: Um, yeah. It wasn't like they were not. It didn't have like a ton of heat or anything like that, and they weren't going like totally crazy. But from what I was there, I thought it was really awesome. So
1: yeah, uh, sorry. I thought it was really kind of a good amount of pandering, and somehow the uh, sub theme of this show has is how obsessed I am with baseball. That everyone in over generation came out with a tohoku tohoku toho toho tohoku tohoku. I'm trying to learn Japanese. I'm horrible at it.
2: Tohoku.
1: A a, a Tohoku Golden Eagles jersey. And Mm -hmm. everyone had one except for poor Ryu, And that made me sad for him. But the eliminations in this match were kind of insane, John. Like, the fact that Yoshino... I have some
2: of them written down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Like Yoshino's elimination was kind of stunning.
2: Yeah. Um, Because like kind of held onto his leg Mm -hmm. on the floor and dropped kicked him out because... These men are heels, basically. Um, not really, but like I fucking hate them. And Shima pinned Dragon Lee with the Meteora and it kind of went from like 4-3 okay. maximum to 3-2 overgeneration in like two seconds. Um, and, then, and then at one point, like Gamma tried to get out of the shot-put slam when Big R had him up by spitting in his face repeatedly, yeah. which was awesome because it's like such a great character moment for him. He's just like, I know exactly how I'm going to get out of this fucking move. <laughs> it was just like, and then big r just ignored him and hit the move and pinned him. that was,
1: was such an awesome awesome that that yeah. ruled like big r like this is interesting like how big r is really starting to find himself this year you know and him just going like you could spit in my face gamma i don't give a fuck i'm still <laughs> yeah. shot by slamming you and Sh- and shima's elimination was the stupidest thing that a 40 year old could do
2: yeah Oh yeah, Shiba, so, so Doi and Shima having this awesome battle on the apron, and Shiba's like, here I go, I'm gonna do a springboard, and Doi just calmly, like he jumps up on the top rope to do a springboard move, and Doi just calmly <laughs> pushes him off the top rope into his tomb. It was It was awesome. So Doi's, Doi might as well have been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're an idiot. Boom.
1: It, it, it it, great. And Shima like took a hard bump too. <laughs> like, yeah. Springboard to the floor, and was like, dude, Helps.
2: Don't do springboard moves and matches where it's a fucking over the top rope to the floor elimination. What's <laughs> wrong with you? It was so stupid. <laughs> especially with Doi standing right there.
1: And especially when you're a broken person like Shima. <laughs>
2: um but yeah, Dragon Kim Pinchamizu with the Bible, like right after that, and then Doi hits the Bakatari. Wins the match. Um, yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's pretty much impossible for. It's really, really, really. I shouldn't say impossible, but it's really hard for Dragon Gate Elimination matches to not be good. Mm-hmm. Like four stars is close to the floor. Yeah. So it was really. Good. Um, the main event was, of course, for the open the Triangle Gate titles. Hometown boy Yamato, BB Hulk, and KZ defeated Shingo Takagi, Yasushi Kondo, and Eta in twenty eight forty three. Yamato pinning Kondo at the Galleria. Um for it, it's funny because people thought going for a long time that Yamato had to hold the dream gate until here because mm-hmm. he's the hometown guy but they instead just decided to have Yam- him win the Triangle gate and defend that so in the main event so that, that was fine I guess but yeah I mean the match itself I you know it it was cool um <laughs> Shingo had one of my favorite moments of the entire match. It probably went a little bit long, but I still thought that I yeah. still thought it was it was good by the end. And Shingo, like he he broke up KZ time. KZ goes to the top rope, yells KZ time. Shingo breaks it up and then just yells it's Berserk time. Yeah, and throws him off the top rope, and that's exactly the kind <laughs> of like total goofball heel stuff that I love. That's why I I, lo- I like the the current Berserk a lot better than the like. Directionless berserk we had for a long time. Yeah, they're
1: budget dipshits it, now.
2: Yeah, they're they're basically like like he's an he's an idiot and an asshole, mm-hmm. and like when he pushes them off, it like like that's not a great joke, but just he's so into yelling against berserk tide that you can't help but like it. Um, but yeah, so, I, I just said it was the exact on Twitter. It was like the exact kind of goofball heel stuff that I'm gonna miss when they kick him out of berserk soon, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then we had the the, the finish was that first Flash-Galleria combo. Which was which sick. Which really cool. Yep, it's a really sick finisher. And I, w- I would go four stars on it. I mean, I thought it had a boring start, but it really picked up towards the end.
1: Yeah, uh, I went three and three quarters on it. So, like, yeah, just around there. Far. just because Yeah, we're not far off. Not far off. And I went four and a quarter on the elimination. So, it averaged out to four. But, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but after this May tape and aired... Uh, one of the thing, one of the big spots in the match was Shingo pile driving Yamato through a table, and he posted a uh, Instagram clip of him doing this, where he where he just writes down in the caption "EC Dub, EC Dub, EC Dub," <laughs> and I'm just that's like, funny. I'm like, dipshit, uh, like, no, no, he's not the dipshit. Linda the a dipshit. He is the obnoxious high school bully, like from a 1980s like teen film, like that's who he is. Yeah, but yeah, it was a fun match. Like it was a good show. And I, it was the first time I got to see, other than Instagram posts, Ada's berserk gear, which is his best gear he's ever had in his career. So yeah, the red and yellow works.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just thought like, um, you know, basically, it, you know, like you said, good show, not blow away. If you skipped it, you didn't miss like the greatest show of all time or anything. But like, I'd still take it above a lot of stuff in the first half of the year, honestly. right? Like, it was a perfectly acceptable show. Um, mm-hmm. so let's move on then to December fifth, Corican Hall, Fantastic Gate. Um this was not nearly as good of a show. I no. think it was like a, a painfully a- average show, except for like um the main you event. You know, a very good a very good main event, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's start out with the with the opener, well the dark match, which is Satyoko Boy against Punch Tomanaga. Uh um, Sachi Hoko Boy pinned him in 421 with the M9. Um, it was really terrible.
1: It might have been the worst Dragon Gate match of the year. It yeah. really might have been. And I felt bad for Sachi Hoko Boy because Punch botched the M9. It was yeah. bad. That's all we can, That's all we really had to say about this match is it was bad. And now I'm starting a list of things I'd rather do than watch a Punch Tomanaga match. Yeah. So.
2: Um, then we had match one. Which was Shima Gamma Problem Dragon Monday Ryu and Kaito Yoshida. Why the fuck did Jay start just typing his Problem Dragon? I mean that is the exact right. translation, mm-hmm. but like they always call him Monday Ryu. So like, what are we doing here? I, I don't I don't understand.
1: Well, I mean he's also done the thing where Hyo Watanabe, originally he spelled Hyo H-Y-O-U, and he dropped the last U lately. So I mean.
2: Yeah, I mean which the that that's that's a really weird like Japanese linguistic debate whether or not you want to include that. that basically that U that extra U in these in these names like you see in um you know, you might see in, in like Kano. Some people spell with the U and Kano himself stylizes it with it with an H when he types writes in English. That's what I've always used. But yeah, like the U is basically not meant to be pronounced. It's just like in Japanese, if you have the the U at the end, the extra U at the end of like in Hiragana, or you know, in the re- in the Hiragana reading of the Kanji, it just means like you pronounce the O longer, so it's like a weird linguistic thing. So it's not meant to be pronounced. So basically, it's like should you write it when you write the name it in, um, you know, in English in Romaji, you know. So I don't know. I, it's a it's a weird debate. Mm-hmm. I personally, I would I would say yes, you probably should write it, but I get why people don't. So um, anyway, the the opener, you know, like we said, was that eight-man tag, and Shima Gamma, Mani Ryu, Kaito Rashida defeating Big Ben Benkei, Jason Lee, and Shuna Skywalker. Uh, Shima made Shuna tap out in 1002 to a Mexican stretch. Um, the Shima picked. How do they keep picking these these like small children who like almost as tall as them? Yeah, like like, it, why do they keep doing this? They picked an 11 year old girl wearing an old generation shirt who she was like almost as tall as he was. It's like, just you're not making yourself look like stars here when 11 year old girls are almost your height, buddy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it. I luckily I think that now that they're getting to the end, I think they're trying to pick kids they've never chosen before. So maybe that's why. That's my guess because but yeah, yeah I, no, homegirl was taught was she already hit her growth spurt and she was just about Shima's height and Shima. Like, even though he's a smaller guy, he's not that small. So,
2: yeah, I don't know where they're finding these like, because the, the, I remember there was another girl like three or four months ago. It's like, where are they finding these giant Japanese, uh, like, like giant Japanese daughters <laughs> instead of like large adult sons or something.
1: Giant <laughs> Japanese daughters. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Well, that's what they're fighting. The, the giant Japanese Daughters of Dragon Gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, so I don't – I just have to check out. Check in with these kids in, like, 10 years, I guess. They'll be, like, Instagram models probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but he picked this girl and wearing an older generation shirt, and her favorite wrestler was Yamamura. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad Yamamura is not forgotten by the youth. Um Gamma, I remember Gamma being, like, specifically terrible in this match. I don't know why, was... but, like, he just didn't do anything. And, like, when he tagged in, he was so boring. I just remember it, like, inspired me to write a tweet. Like, do you remember when Gamma, like, did stuff and was important? Because like, he seems like he's done nothing.
1: Pretty much since Osaka and Roku, that's been the story of Gamma. Yeah. Like, Gamma
2: He had that one... He had that one Dreamgate challenge against Shingo that was like one of the worst main events in Dragon Gate history.
1: He ha- he was the partner of Punch Tomonaga and Punch Tomonaga's best match of his career.
2: Yeah, that match was good. That probably that's probably the last good thing he's done. Yeah, was that that extended squash against Yamadoi at Final Gate 2015? But, but, um, but
1: I, I miss the old Gamma, the the kick Shima and the Nuts Gamma to win King of Gate Gamma. I miss the old Gamma. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's been like one steady like downhill slope ever since he became like a perennial baby face. When they decided he was too goofy to be a heel, which I understand, but like, Jesus. I mean, he's the clean anyway. uncle. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't. He doesn't have a point anymore. Um, it was a very. I just remember this was a very dull and lifeless opener. Um, I really hate. I really did not like it at all. And again, it just it's one of those matches that really. Um, like, drove home how over-generation has no fucking point whatsoever these days.
1: Yeah, um, like, the most interesting parts of that match was everything with Big Ben, you know? Yeah. Like, there was a really cool uh, double spear. I didn't write down who it was, and I don't remember. But they did a really cool double spear. Shima hit the super draw out of nowhere, which was kind of cool. Like, that was it. But yeah. it was just, like, this whole Corkin was one of the quickest Corkin shows that they've had like I'm looking at the match time. That was a 10 minute opener. The next match was four minutes. Match after that was seven. Then the uh, the pre intermission trios match was 12.
2: 15. You know what I think? Here's my theory: is everybody was just tired from yeah. that from Memorial Gate because it was only like the week before. So I don't know. It could have been maybe that's maybe that's wrong. But actually, felt, if it felt like people needed to get through the show fast and they did.
1: Actually, you know why I think that happened? Now I'm looking uh, at the I'm uh, on iHeart TG. Two days ago, two days before they finished their triple shot in Hokkaido.
2: Mm, okay,
1: so I wrestling three nights. In yeah, row. yeah,
2: that's right, that's right. The trip, which that has not made air yet. I think it's making air this week. Mm-hmm. The Hokkaido triple shot. Let me look at the Dragon Gate schedule, the Gaora schedule, real quick. But yeah, but yeah, you're, you're right. I totally forgot about that triple. So the triple shot in Hokkaido is making air on, yep, December eighteenth. Yeah. So, oh no, no, that's the Kurakin. So what the fuck? Am, when the hell is uh, it
1: The twenty second airing on Friday.
2: Okay. Yes, I see it here. Yep, December first through December third, S- Sapporo is airing this Friday, December twenty second at ten o'clock. So
1: probably I'll chop the um,
2: shit. Probably I'll chop the shit. I'll check. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm sure. Anyway, um, then so we have the the Corrigan's airing live on Garry though. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Be able to be able to watch that on in good quality for once. Not shitty web quality. Because I'll just be I'll be on my box basically. Um, so December twentieth, uh, Karkin Hall that airs live, and then the ne- December twenty sixth. So that, I hope nothing like decent happens on that December twenty sixth show. That's um, I think Kobe Samba Hall, right?
1: That's their uh, the, that's your traditional year end show in, in Samba. That's not gonna yeah, nothing's thought, gonna happen there. That's yeah like, so that's gonna
2: air, that's gonna air january 15th so yeah you're right i'm sure nothing will happen but that's just gonna take a long ass time to air
1: um here's something i want to ask you that this popped in my head they always air these sambo hall shows which are always okay like they're always yeah. fine but they never air in kyoto <laughs> and kbs hall which is a great venue i know it's small and that's why they don't want to do it and they always do stuff in kyoto
2: yeah so, uh, so,
1: but but you yeah,
2: no, that kobe kobe sambo is really easy to tape i think is a yeah. thing like if you look at the if you look at the the way the venue's set up like oh yeah it's got it a lot sense. of wide open it's got a lot of wide open spaces whereas i think i get i think kyoto kbs is a pain in the ass to tape what's that old so, building it, yeah it's like very tiny like you said and i yeah. think I think I think that's probably the reason. But yeah, so January and then on to finish up the Guerra schedule, January 14th in ADO and Arena Osaka is going to air January 22nd. So not a bad turnaround there, only no. 8 days. And then um January 16th. Uh where the fuck is this? Are you talking about
1: Corken Hall? Corken This is Oh, this is Corken. Yeah, yeah it, okay. it's not airing live, it's yeah, airing on no, the 29th. That's, yeah,
2: that's airing on the 29th. So there you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, January 14th in Edion Arena Osaka, January 22nd. 12 12 26 at Kobe sample Hall is aired on January 15th, and the uh, December 1st to December 3rd in Hokkaido, which is the that was the tag tournament that mm-hmm. Seahawk and Ada won. That will finally air on December 22nd. If, if anyone actually cares enough to watch it, yeah, I'll see it, if I, <laughs> I. I was gonna say I watch if I feel like it, basically.
1: Oh, I, I I love tournaments, so I'll check it out, especially since yeah, I'll pro- be. I
2: probably will watch it.
1: Well when it makes the drive being that I'll be in Jupiter, Florida where there's nothing to do for a week. So
2: That's true too. I'll be off on on that, on Christmas, obviously, so that'd be cool. I, I, but yeah, let's get yes, let's get, get back, back to it. it here. So um it was okay. after after the opener, um, you know, we had we basically had Berserk run out. Um it was a, they set up a big thing for the main event where it was originally supposed to be um mochizuki don fuji and dragon kid in the in the main event against t-hawk ada and linda man shima wanted to or dragon kid wanted to come to the show and fucking fight which was funny but you know his knees all fucked up Mm -hmm. and shima's like i want to replace him and i'll wrestle twice whatever and ada and t was like you know we're not gonna let you do that you know we should have to just have to be a three-on-two handicap match now and then Lindemann speaks up and he's like, "I'll fight Mochizuki Fuji by myself." And Mochizuki, the look on his face when when Lindemann said that, he got so ex- like Mochi and Fuji, but especially Mochi, were so excited, like, "Yes, do that, do that!" Like they were trying to get get that booked immediately the moment Lindemann says that. I, like I Mochizuki how- looked like. I he looked these- like it was Christmas morning for him, basically.
1: <laughs> I love these three guys together because Lindemann easily is the best young mic worker in the company. Like, he understands yeah. what he's doing. He he gets being a little dipshit. And the, the look on their faces was like, this is what we've always wanted. And all the while, like, Lindeman being like, I'm going to take all of you out. I don't care. Y'all are old. Fuck you. was tremendous.
2: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so that, that was really, really funny. And I... I laughed really hard. Um, then we had the... So they they ended up letting Shima get into the main event, but basically the, the trade-off was that if the Berserk Tier 1, then CK 1 had to vacate the Twin Gate. Uh, match 2, oh, we Genki should... Horiguchi... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, the reason why, because we haven't actually talked about this at all, is... Oh, uh... yeah, Dragon King got injured. Oh, yeah, I was going to take a victory lap on this, wasn't I? Hey, everybody! <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have had fucking dragon kid and shima hold the fucking train gate for a goddamn year given the dragon kid gets injured every time he fucking sneezes and also like i'm not fired up about the same work because it's been so long now but like seriously maybe we know the fuck we're talking about dragon kid gets injured all the time he should have they should have lost these fucking belts to to big ben or to speed muscle or to anybody to Ryosuka, anybody -hmm. And instead of having this fucking stupid title reign end with uh, after all this time, the the, like the longest title reign dragon history is gonna forever be like end with them vacating it. That sucks. I'm sorry. That's no good. I mean, like, if you're if you really think that's a good thing, then that means basically that you're a homer for CK1. You know, like just admit to yourself. This reign ended stupidly.
1: Yeah, Chase or Bliss, if that's your thing.
2: It should have ended with Big Ben beating them in the middle of the ring. Or should have ended with, you know, Speed Muscle beating the McCobe World. There's a million times you could end this reign. Linda it was Hawk. always a ticking time Linda Hawk, there's it was always a ticking time bomb with Dragon Kid, because look I mean, this is not like this hasn't happened before. Dragon King gets injured like once a fucking year. It's it's he's he's gotten injured while holding the train gate before. Which with Kness. Yep. So I don't know. The whole thing is so stupid. And I hope we we should get like a handwritten apology from certain people who who like <laughs> Fucking hate on us all that time. And again, when I when I was pointing out, you know how how stupidly this reign ended. That that started another round of fucking fighting with them. But, but anyway, you know, whatever. Uh, but this is so stupid. Like, listen to your elders. Uh, We've been. Shima, Shima has to vacate. Like, why does Shima have to vacate every single tag belt he always held. This is you know, only the has, third time he's done it,
1: you know? it. It's only the third time he for just the twin gate. That's the third time he's well, vacated okay. the twin Twingate. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. Uh, let me look at Triangle <laughs> so he, Gates.
2: Hold up, Triangle Gate. Triangle Gate, he's done it at least three times too. I think. Uh, one tri- Triangle Gate. He did it with uh the Blood Veterans. Generation, tri- Blood. Uh, I was gonna say Blood Generation. Yep. So there was this, the Blood Generation, Blood Generation trio, which was him, uh, Yoshino, and who the fuck else? And Magn Tsuchiwada. When you know the Blood Generation Muscle lost what happened, they had those belts like a fucking year mm-hmm. and never never lost them in the ring. Uh, the
1: Warriors um, team before Blood Warriors Junction three.
2: Yeah, Warriors team before Blood... and then that became Blood Warriors, and then they just had Dragon King get, get kicked out. So it was like Shima, Dragon Kid, and Ricochet. So Shima and Dragon Kid have vacated a title. And the veteran oh, team. The veteran team. Yep, Shima, Fuji, and Gamma. For no reason. They're just like, yeah, we're gonna vacate these belts now. Hey, hey, but hey, wait John. Ahead. Let me look at the ones
1: that he vacated as open the United Gate champion.
2: Oh my god. Okay. Uh what was, what was the third Twin Gate? Because I remember I remember Shima and Wait, what am I forgetting? Uh, oh yeah, uh, Shima and Gamma vacated it. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then she, and then, and then possibly the, the the one that was even worse than this, when him and Ricochet vacated the fucking twit gate instead of just losing it to Dozal and BB Hulk, making them look like fucking idiots. But uh, speaking
1: about Shima and Ricochet, they vacated the, and I was at the show while this happened. They vacated the Spike Mohicans vacated the. Uh, they vacated the open the United Gate t- turn team the the opening United Gate uh title and then immediately was won by Yoshino and Ricochet, who vacated Hey Shima.
2: Hey Shima, lose your fucking belts in the ring, asshole. At least he's, be like, yeah, this, this one wasn't his fault. But look, he could have easily lost it any other time before this. Seven and times. And you had to know it was a you had to know it was a fucking ticking time bomb. Seven so, times. There you go.
1: Seven times. But anyways... How about
2: the open the voice gate was right folder should start with this, first and foremost, and the fucking image board geek wrong folder should be this one.
1: uh, When we get to, (laughs) after the show, I have another thing that, it wasn't, it's a mic was right folder that's going to come up later, so... Okay. But let's get back to the show. The <laughs> Kness versus... Kness yeah, and where the Yoka.
2: fuck were we? I don't even know. Uh, oh, Kness- you're only on match two. Jesus. Kness and y- 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 Yoshioka lost to Genki Horiguchi and Yosuke Santamaria in four and a half minutes with the Nirachi. Whatever. It was a four and a half minute match. What do you want me to tell you?
1: It was Yuki... It was Yuki... Oh, it was Yuki Oki Oka's oh. uh, return.
2: Yeah, it was adorable to him and Kness kind of color match, too. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, um, Yoshioka, no. <laughs> Yoshioka Yoshioka I tweet so I tweet that like I really like Yoshioka for where he is his career he has like an intangible likable quality to him a minute after I tweet that how likable he is he appeared to break up a pin by hitting poor Giki Horguchi directly in the penis so <laughs> what go. a kid I like I'm this like, kid I'm like he's, he's likable right in the dick <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a fun little time match for four, for four and a half minutes but yeah. like you know um, then we had the the six man tag or just regular tag. One yeah. minute, yeah. then KZ and UT defeating Yasushi Kanda and Takashi Yoshida, seven oh six. KZ pinned Yoshida with the Skate Schoolboy or Skied Schoolboy. Skyda. skyda. whatever.
1: I can and pronounce that. Spanish. You you can <laughs> pronounce Japanese. There we go. Yeah,
2: there we go. I, except I can't, but I I, I think I can. Yeah. Um, KZ pinned Yoshida. Uh, you. This was like UT's first like. I guess well no, second televised match, right? As a member of Tri Vanguard.
1: Uh it would have been his first one because the uh it, it would be it was his first one at May T V. He was on the uh Sapporo shows, but those haven't made <laughs> T V yet. So but yes, this is yeah. his debut y- in Tri Vanguard.
2: And it was it was cool. Mm-hmm. And then um at one point Yoshida just yelled randomly yelled out, Shut up everybody And like almost per- perfect English. And that really made me like laugh like an idiot. I don't know why, but like, it was so funny. Well,
1: if anyone in, on the roster is going to have a great command of English, it's going to be him.
2: Cause he lived there for years. Yeah. For a long so time. Just, just shut up, everybody. Like just out of nowhere. The what fans were not even making that much noise. He just, you yeah. just, just preemptively telling him to shut up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a, it was a, you know, short tag match, but pretty fun. Not, not a lot to say about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, Match four, six-man tag, Mato, BB Hulk, and Kagatora defeated Doi, Yoshino, and Susumu. Kagatora getting a bit of an upset over Susumu with the Kaganai. Oh, yeah, Kaganui, I should say. Kaganui. There you go. (laughs) As you said I can pronounce Japanese, I totally botched the Kaganui. Um, But yeah, it was a pretty good six-man tag, again. um, That's a fun sprint. (laughs) Yeah. Yamato, Yamato I, I noticed at one point, got into like a lariat battle with Susumu, which did not go well for him, as you would expect. <laughs> but um, it was it was good. Nothing Again, nothing out of the ordinary, but pretty good match. And then at the end of it, Metal Warrior revealed himself as Kanda and challenged Kagator for Final Gate, which is pretty yawn-worthy. I mean, I like Heal but the fact that it, we had all that build, like he was attacking Kagator for like a fucking month straight. Yeah, And it's like the fact that just trying to be Kanda... Set up a a brain game match. It's like oh, okay, like I thought it was gonna be someone turning. At
1: least, ah! Con- at least, good guy Kanda cut his give him a haircut.
2: Yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like, I I mean, uh, you know, it'll be, good, so the match will be good. But I just wasn't yeah. into the angle. And then we had a Ryu Saito and Shingo Takagi in a match where Saito would have had to join for Zerk if he had lost
1: as um, the lowest ranked member.
2: As the lowest ranked member. Um it was cool. Um oh, we, we forgot to mention too at the end of that what, during the haircut thing, like Yagi like tackled Kanda down and delivered like a patent promo. That was pretty funny because he was like really mad about the hair thing. But um but yeah, so so Shingo's antics with the with the cycling Yahoo this match. Mm-hmm. That was like classic dick heel shingo because he like refused to let ya- Saito put that move on him. And like would just get up and just walk away, and the crowd was so angry at him. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I and mean, this match was this match was pretty good, maybe a little underwhelming. Actually, I think I gave it like three and a half.
1: Oh, I went but, three. Um, you you liked it more than I did.
2: Okay, I mean I thought it was fine. I thought it was good, even. Yeah, but not not like nothing like excellent or anything. But I thought it was like it's it's a match I didn't regret watching. Like three three to me is like just you know good. Getting, three three is like just okay. But three and a half to me is like very is good to very good. Mm. I thought it was I thought it was pretty damn good, but not like excellent or anything.
1: I think like the I have like two main thoughts about it because you already talked about Takagi not putting up with Sairio shit. But the first thing that was, uh, I guess this is it for the Awari belt because yeah. he destroyed it, like, in the opening part, like, outright, like, tore off the fi- the front face, attacked him with it, I, and he's still lugging it around, according to Instagram, but I guess we might be... It might be the end of the Oware title, and then my thing is with this match and why I was a little bit lower than you were was that uh, it just felt like it should have been a little bit more heated, considering the stakes, you know, like... Yeah. L- like, I mean, this is... You're taking... Ryo Saito, which, yeah, he isn't, like, a a number one in the unit, but this is a former Dreamgate champion. This was a guy who was positioned as ace, and you're telling him, you're gonna be lowest lower ranked than Punch Tomonaga. So, like, to me, like, I, I would have liked to see a little bit less, like, dicking around, I guess, in this match. And also, like, it being, like, only 14 minutes, like, it felt shorter than 14 minutes to me. Yeah. But it was, it was fine. Three stars to me means it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but then we had the, you know, the post game stuff where, um, you know, Saito, he didn't really announce, it. he was trying for the dream gate. He kind of hinted at it, but then it turned out that, um, you know, it, it basically ended up that way. A, you know, a few weeks later, he kind of, or not even a few weeks later, I think like a few shows later, he mm-hmm. just kind of challenged, he basically asked him like, when are you going to challenge me? And Saito was like, I'm waiting for you to challenge me actually. So there you go. <sighs> so, it was a, weird, a weird build. A weird build, I have to say. But at least I gotten some wins, I guess, you know? Right. But but yeah, I mean, like, they're going to – this the, the comedy thing, like, defending the honor of comedy wrestling thing, sets up a match from Next Hurricane too, which we'll get into that. Uh, the main event was the six-man tie-team match. T-Hawk, Eita, and Alinda Man defeated Mochizuki Fuji and Shima. Um, Eita pinned Fuji right after the cerebrus from T-Hawk. Um, I thought the main event was a very good match. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it was. Um, let's say, I thought I think I went three and a half again. So basically, not quite at the level of some other Dragon Gate main events, but like um, just just kind of just in a way, just kind of there for me. But like you know, especially compared to a lot of other main events, but but good. Yeah. So like three and a half is good, and I thought it was a good match. T Hawk and Ata I remember looked really cool together again.
1: So, I, I like the whole core. I like the whole core three of them actually. I thought that yeah. the, the the three of them being like the core is uh, they're now being called young berserk, I guess. They're making a big deal out of the uh, the yeah. these like young nucleus nuclei of both Maximum and Berserk and I really really like the three of them together. I it, yeah. I I could see them possibly being like a future long-term uh, triangle gate team. So th- Yeah and uh
2: it i like really it was really funny when linda man like um he ended up in an actual two-on-one fight with moji fuji after after all the shit talk and like challenging them or whatever mm-hmm. so that was really funny and then he tried to make shima lick his boots for some reason mm-hmm. which was really funny but yeah
1: and, and also talking about like spanish ada trash talks trash talked them in spanish the entire match i don't know if you picked yeah. up on that which i thought was great like, he was calling Cabron and yeah. things like that. It was pretty it was pretty great, like, showing, like, the, going back to the kind of millennials' heritage, doing that. So... Yeah. It, it was a... I liked it a little bit more than you. I went four and a quarter. So... Okay. I, I, I just like... I really like this part of Berserk right now. And mm-hmm. the veteran team was great. The, that chop fight between T-Hawk and Fuji was pretty brutal. And it, it was a... It had a good ending. It, like, it's easily, I think, the best match of the show to me. Yeah. And the only thing that I would say, go out of your way to watch, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, it, and that led to Doidarts right afterwards.
2: Um. So Doidarts, I mean, look.
1: It's Doidarts.
2: It's Doidarts. Like, what do you need me to say? It was great. It's always great.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the happiest moment of the year. Like, I, I think the thing that I really like is the fact that Lindemann keep on getting darted at. because a kid hit him like three times in a row. And he flipped
2: yes, out. Yeah, that was incredible. Like, look, how, for people who don't see, haven't never seen Dora darts before. These fucking like are these like slivers of board are so fucking tiny, and like when you spin that fucking thing to actually hit the same little sliver three times in a row was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that kid is like some kind of like. Crazy! Either you know, that kid was trying to do it, and he's like a, a dart prodigy. And whoever does like Japanese national dart scheme should sign up immediately. Or it was like the most random fucking thing we were seeing. Mm-hmm. So either way, it was incredible. Um, but yeah, and then the next kid got El man
1: too. He just completely freaked out. It was tremendous. And there was a moment.
2: So the so the next kid hit Ellen man after the after. The, the kid hit Ellenman three times in a row. And then she the next two she hit were Eita and, and Yohi Yo Watanabe, who had also already been picked. So she, there were like six straight, six out of seven or something, of that were completely useless. Because they just kept hitting either Linda Man or other wrestlers who were already picked. It was hilarious. Um, There's also like a six-year-old child mm-hmm. who picks Gamma as their favorite wrestler, which I was like, why would any six-year-old child? Like, you didn't even see the good Gamma stuff, kid. You weren't born yet. Like what the fuck? You were born and during then, bad gamma, <laughs> and then the gamma kid like threw his jar like he was trying to kill somebody. I remember Milo tweeted and like, "There's always one," <laughs> like, "There's always one kid who." What was I gotta find Milo's exact tweet because it was awesome. I think Milo's like. Like there's always one kid who's like decides this is this is his time. He's about to start his like Oh I think I said this. So I was like this this kid's like, this is my chance to start my uh my my new a fast track to my new career in murder, basically. <laughs> Some kid enjoy darts every year. But yeah, this time it was it was a six year old gamma kid who was like throwing the dart like directly at the people standing by the dartboard <laughs> instead of at the actual dartboard.
1: Yeah. But, uh I did also like that. So every roster member goes and grabs a kid and Kness found a kid who dressed up as Dragon Kid and he he got down on his knees and talked to him and I immediately like had to screenshot it because it was, it was one of those moments that for someone who's watched Dragon System as long as I did, I was like, Kness definitely chose this kid because he had a Dragon Kid had mask on. Like, yeah, there are things like this. And also, did you notice that Doi put his name on the board twice this year?
2: I did. It was really funny.
1: Making so sure let's... there was no issues of uh, <laughs> the the match sucking, they made sure that Nuruki Doi was. Yeah,
2: because last year, remember, they had to add Doi and Yamato to it. Yep. To, because the match was so shitty. So here's all the names I got, everybody. And it's, the way it worked out was kind of funny because, like, it almost ended up being Berserk versus Maximum, except mm-hmm. for a couple people. So, on one team, we have Konda Lindemann. And T Hawk from Berserk, along teaming up with Hyo Watanabe and Don Fuji, and they're facing Big Ashimizu, Neruki Doi, and Katoka from Maximum, teaming up with Suzuma Yokozuka and Aita. So Eita's is the one Berserk guy on the opposite team from the rest of his teammates, which I'm sure will lead to wackiness because it always does.
1: This looks like it's going to be a strong, a strong uh, Doi Darts match. You have yeah,
2: I mean Doi Darts matches are almost always good.
1: But... Yeah, and you have. You have Yuzushi Kanda, which this is his fourth year in a row making a Doidarts match. He's Mr. Doidarts now.
2: Yeah.
1: It was great. And it. I'm excited. Hio gets his second straight year of it. And Don Fuji is always tremendous in these sort of matches. He always plays yeah. long, And yeah, like, this is, for, for what they could have drawn and how it was last year, this was a big step up.
2: Yeah. Um, but overall, good show. Good show. Good show, like well, I said before, like average show more like. But when you add in doy Darts, mm-hmm. that makes that kind of puts it over the top almost to like from average to above average. So, you know, definitely not the best Corokin, and I liked Memorial Gate better, but you know, when you how can you go on with Doy Darts, you know? All right. so let's quickly give the cards here for the next two the next two upcoming shows. Um, right, right. We have the December 20th hurricane, so that's coming up in only a few days um, on Wednesday. And that's fantastic, Gate. And some of you may have even heard this before or seen the show before you hear this. So I don't know a lot of you are going to have this up Monday morning. But um, the the opener was is going to be Kinesh, Sachi Hoko Boy, and Shoot Skywalker against Gamma, Mandaru, and Kaido Oshida, Maps 2, Takashi Yoshida against UT. Match three. Uh, this is the the defensive comedy wrestling match, I guess. Ryu Saito and Hollywood Stock Chikao against Shingo Takagi and Pudge Tomanaga. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to, I don't know what to expect from that. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> uh, match four. We have the Tribe Vanguard special tag match. So it's like tribe versus tribe here. We have the Northern Tribe, BB Hulk and KZ against Yamato and Yosuke Santa Maria. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, match five, the semifinal. You have Maximum, Yoshino, Benkei, and Jason Lee against Masaki Mochizuki, Genki Horiguchi, and Kagatora, And then finally, the main event, we just set it the Dory Darts Special 10 Man Tag. Almost always highly highlight of the year, the Dory Darts 10 Man Tag. So really can't recommend that watch. At least watch that, basically. Really um,
1: watch like matches four through six look great like, yeah. have potential. Like, I'm excited to see like this Tri Vanguard match. And Jason Lee has been around a relevation as a new roster member. And this leads me to what I was saying earlier about me being right about something, John.
2: Oh, you're right about.
1: So I don't know if you follow Shima on Instagram, do you?
2: Uh, no.
1: So I'm going to pull up his Instagram right now. And he posts something in regards to who looked like to be the next to Gaijin coming in. So, okay. Uh, when we were talking about Ricochet's farewell, he said he's found some people to take his spot. And the int- and I said, when you were asking me, uh, who, who do you think it could be from this? I said, well, Desmond Xavier and uh, and Zachary Wentz. And it looks like, because Shima did an a Instagram post 12 hours ago where he tags both of them in there. And Shima is a talent scout for Dragon Gate. I wow. think that sounds like that Scarlet and Graves are going to come in next year, and I, I called I, it.
2: I, I don't know who any of these people are.
1: Uh, De- Desmond Xavier ha- is really good. He's done TNA. He is uh, he, he he he's uh, he's both of them are kind of smaller, so it makes sense why they'd be there. They they've been a they've been CZW tag team champions off and on for a while. They do a lot of AAW and AIW, but they're both really talented, and they both could really use Dragon Gate. So. That's who yeah, I don't
2: I don't I don't I don't watch American wrestling. So <laughs> basically you, you watch American um, death
1: match wrestling.
2: Yeah, I watch Brooklyn, Met, Brooklyn bar wrestling. Yeah. So
1: so um, it's not confirmed, but that's who it looks like it was. And I called it. So
2: there you go. Yeah. Um, then we have final gate just a few days later, December 23rd. I'm not really feeling this card. It's just kind of there. One of the weaker final. Yeah, games in while, I think. Yeah. Um. So cool. it's the the dark match of Shun Skywalker and Yuki Yoshioka against Hiro Watanabe and Oiji Shiba Shiba Oji Shiba. Oiji Shiba. Mm-hmm. Um. Who who the fuck is Oiji Shiba? Is he he's a new guy?
1: You know who Oiji Shiba is? That's Katoka's brother.
2: Oh shit! So he hasn't debuted yet, right?
1: He has done a couple of shows. He was on That's Katoka's cool. homecoming show. Okay. Uh, apparently, the thing with him was he kind of came in out of nowhere. I asked around, like, he wasn't in the dojo. He was not one of the guys who did Collegiate or Backyard, or at least for what people knew at that time. And ever since then, he's stuck around. So it looks like that he... So
2: how, how long has he been training?
1: From, the lo- from what I've heard, not that long.
2: Okay.
1: So I don't know how old he is. I don't know any of that. But, like, he... Yeah, he was at the uh, 1121 show in Kunamoto, the Genki Horikuchi-Katoka okay. homecoming. He had a match zero with Binke.
2: So, so that was his debut?
1: That was his debut, and okay. he's, So he's been
2: around a month now, basically.
1: Basically, he hasn't... I'm trying to think, he's been on, like, one other show other than that. So I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be a one-off, hey, your brother here, he wants to wrestle. Okay, but I guess yeah. he's actually wrestling, so... That's an interest. mm-hmm. That's interesting. His formal debut, like his debut debut, was on the eighth at Next 160. Okay. He faced uh Shun Skywalker, who beat him in six minutes with a move called the Blaster. Cool. So
2: yeah. But yeah, so there's your there's your young boy Dark Matter, everybody. And mm-hmm. your real opener is Gamma, Mondaryyu, Kaito Ishida and Katoka against Kanas, Stalker Jikawa, Yosuke Santa Maria, and UT. Uh oh boy. Yep. Yeah. Not one of the most appetizing sounding open
1: for Katoka heard. and Ishida, yeah, and, and Santa Maria um, and UT to be fair.
2: And a match to uh, Don Fuji and Geki Horaguchi against L. Man and Punce Tomonaga. This uh, is like the weakest opening two matches I think I've heard on a, on a major Dragon Age show in like all year long, probably. why I we'll can see if, if any
1: like. Sorry, Puncho Managa being on the second match of the show just infuriates me. <laughs> yeah,
2: so fucking terrible.
1: Everyone else in that match would be fine, like.
2: Yeah.
1: But I guess that's how it would, those were the two people from Ferserk left over.
2: Yeah, um, the match match three open the Brave Gate title. Kagatora versus Yoshitsugu Kanda. This could be pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, especially since um, you know K- Kanda is a. You know, he's a, he works better as a heel anyway, and this should, this could be a good little singles match. I don't expect Kondo to win.
1: No, no. I think that, that this isn't the match that they do this, or if they're trying to make Ferserk look stronger, like that's the only way that he'd win. But there's a match later on that I think Ferserk's going to win. So, yeah. yeah, So, it, it should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, match
2: number four is the uh, big tag match Big Ben, Shimizu and K against Shingo Takagi and Takashi Yoshida. Obviously a lot of beef in that match. We'll see if it ends up being good.
1: I uh, have hopes so for that, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean,
2: has potential.
1: Yeah, Ben Big Ben, they've been positioning them well and Takagi and Yoshida, I mean, they've been tag team partners practically their entire career. So, yeah. That that should there's going to be a lot of beef in that match though. A Lot of big boys. Largely yeah. adult sons.
2: Um, Then the uh, the starts the top three matches with the Travelgate. Jujumato, BB Hawk, and KZ against Tori Yoshino and Jason Lee. This could be a title change. I don't expect it, but it could be.
1: Uh, it's probably the second most likely on the card.
2: Yeah. And then the, the 12, well, one's guaranteed.
1: Well, yeah, a- after that match, <laughs> it's the other title change I could expect. Let me rephrase okay. that.
2: And then the the Twin Gate title match, the Twin Gate decision match, Shima and Susumu against T Hawk and Ata. This is where we have potential for a shakeup. Now, here's the question. Okay. Was this supposed to be Was this supposed to be Shima and Dragon Kid against T Hawk and Ata, with Shima turning on Dragon Kid and costing his own team the titles here? In which case, by the way, that still would have been a shitty and stupid a and terrible ending to the longest Twin Gate reign of all time. And I think if Shima does turn on Sumo here and, you know, join up with Tiak and Asia, we can probably assume that was the finish mm-hmm. of the original of the original Mass too. Totally, junk. So, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, we'll be we to see that? That, that. That'll just be, like, a double L for people arguing the CK1 reign was anything good um if that if that ends up happening but yeah like as far as as far as like the turn in a vacuum i guess it could be fine you know i don't i don't know if the world is dying for another heel shame, run but i am i get really i just i, I love i see him it, i see it so many times now that it's just like i guess it'd be okay but like the fans never boo him it only ever, ever lasts like a year at most it's like whatever. I mean, if are gonna if they're gonna do it, I the, the thing I really worry about is that Hiroshima will greatly overshadow T Hawk and Eita as top heels. And T-Hawk and Eita need all the help they can get as to to like really finally find their their place in the spotlight. Well John, you so. know how
1: Dragon Gate operates. He's going to overshadow yeah, no, them. Like it's I know, happen. but like
2: at some at some point these people are gonna get old and retire. I, I mean, oh, Shiva's Shima is forty. Yeah. Like, Mochizuki's 47. Like, we need to do something here with the younger people. Even like even people you think of as the next generation, like Dory, or Sh- those people are late 30s. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no. And, and we can get more into it when we talk about the retro match, because there's a lot yeah. of stuff to be said about this. But it's clear that, and I'm willing to put, I would be willing to put money on this, that T&E are winning this match. Because...
2: Oh, yeah. For, well, for sure, T&E are winning. Yeah. And it's it's a great, it's a great... I, it's great to have them win, yeah. Because you know that, that's the best thing that those two can do together. Do it honestly is that team together. But the question really to me is: Do they just win, or does Shima turn on Susumu? Or so we'll say,
1: or does Shima turn after match? Oh
2: yeah, that that too. Or does Susumu turn on Shima? I guess I guess that's possible. I don't think um, it's assuming. I don't think I don't think so either. But I guess yeah. You can't, I don't. I want to say it's a possibility. And the main event: The Dream Gate. get gets for you Saito. Um I love Rio Saito. This feels like a weak yeah. uh final gate main event. I doesn't feel like Rio Saito has a chance to have winning. Yeah, But which I, which pains me to say because I love Rio Saito and I bet they're gonna have an excellent match here. And I, I wish Rio Saito got another run with the dream gate. I just don't think it's gonna happen.
1: And and so. not now. Not with Mochizuki right now. Yeah. Like so that's Final Gate. It to be quite honest, we are down about the show, but matches three through seven should all be very good to great. It's just getting to that. It's getting there. It's just... Yeah. There's just not a lot of heat behind the title matches. Like, the like the most heated title matches because someone got hurt. Yeah. So...
2: So, there you go. Final Gate. There's your Final Gate preview. Uh, let's get into this Retro Rewatch match, which was this is your pick, right? Yeah. So,
1: so it was, it was Se- kind of a... Seahawk and... It was Seahawk and Ada versus... Uh, Akira Tozawa and Shingo Takagi from uh, from Kobe World twenty fourteen. It was kind of a spur of a moment pick. I had another match that I was that close to choosing. But this one was this. And yeah, it's it kind of was a good theme match now that I think of it. But uh what were your thoughts rewatching this, John?
2: Um I, I thought it was good. Probably I probably didn't like it as much as you did. I gave it like four and a quarter. Um, I thought it was, you know, at times very good. At times, kind of felt just like, you know, Shin, baby Shingo doesn't always do a lot for me, and you know, it just felt it felt weird watching him as a face again. And there were there were times when the match kind of slowed down for me, but but overall, I thought it was I thought it was a very good match. Um, mm. still, you know, probably, like I said, you you probably have it higher than I do, but, but I, I, still, I I went four and a half. Okay, well, then, that, then not even that much higher then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> To me, like I re- eh. I re- oh, you know what, you know what, you know what, heard it from me really quickly. Yeah. Like I hate the, Sh- the Shingo Tozawa team. Like really? I hate that at the time because I always thought it was Shingo. Like you know, basically, like I thought Tozawa like being Shingo's like fucking, you know, almost like his, ta- his coffee boy was a big step back from him for him after he was the leader of Mad Blanky and he had that main event against Shima at Kobe World. So I had a lot of bitter feelings about putting Tozawa as, like, Shingo's number two. And then, you know, really, like, number three in Monster Express with Yoshino there, too. Mm-hmm. So, so I never liked that team. And I, it was a lot of bitter feelings about how Tozawa was pushed.
1: I, me being world number one Akira Tozawa fan, I loved that. I loved uh, Tozawa and Shingo as a team. I felt like that it was interesting for me that they, the chemistry they had given, like, Tozawa had his team with Hulk, that was really good, but outside of that, as a Twin Gate team, he never really had a, a strong tag team partner, you know. And Shingo, yeah. of course, another person who is better in singles matches. He has he's had some good Twin Gate teams. He's been in some great Triangle Gate teams, but it just like and up until that, up until Yamadoy, this was the longest reigning, reigning Twin Gate team as well. Yeah. So I. The the big thing about the match, and it really is kind of disappointing in seeing how things are now, almost three and a half years later, was how over T and E were at that point. Like T E yeah. were legitimately over. Like as much as people say that millennials weren't over, they were over in that match. Like it was, yeah. like it wasn't just everyone cheering for. Takagi and Tozawa during the entire match, and it was it was a bit of a brutal match, like especially like the power the the power spots on the ramp to start off with, and how they murdered Takagi at the end. So I liked it. You know, it was interesting watching it also because I forgot that that was back when Dave Meltzer reviewed Dragon Gate matches. And yeah. what do you think he gave it?
2: Uh f- four and three quarters. Bingo. Wow, I'm mean, I'm very good at guessing, Dave. overriding
1: <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting match to think of. I feel like leading up to what's going on now with with uh, and T and E being back together.
2: Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Uh, I can't so really think you- too much to think of more to say about. It, though.
2: Yeah. Um anyway. So that's you know you don't have anything else to say about this match. You know, I
1: mean like I the I, I think the thing about the like the other big like spot that I really love about this match was when at the end of the match before the finish Ada had uh Ada had Shingo and in, locked in the L numero Uno. And yeah. he fought to the ropes, he fought to the ropes, he couldn't get to the ropes, and then Tizawa came in punched in the head to try to break the hole, but he immediately locked it back on, and then T-Hawk came in. And yeah. then, like, that was a really cool moment, especially of how it was filmed, that you could see in the foreground, you saw the El Numeruno, and in the background, you saw T-Hawk trying to keep t away from breaking it up again. I thought that was really yeah. cool. So, yeah. I thought that was cool. And then and then hawk broke out of it, hit a Shining Wizard to break it up, and that pretty much led to the finish. But it's, it's interesting yeah. now... And it's actually something a uh, kind of an interesting note to go go off on considering what what's going on with the Twingate. That this was that um that this was up until then there was a Zeteran's team that had more defenses. This was until Yamadoi broke all the records, was the longest reigning Twingate tie team. And this is the only match out of that rain I can remember. Yeah. Like it, and it's kind of interesting to see where the Twingate was. And 2014, and where it is now. So
2: yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, let's see. I guess we can just wrap this. Show yeah, up we have no and questions. We yeah. yeah, we just like we took so long, and everybody's like, "Screw it!" But guess what? Our next episode will probably be a lot faster because mm-hmm. I assume we can get back together. Maybe, maybe Matt will be back. Hopefully. But we can get back together um, after after Ms. Kirk and Final Gate this week. So mm-hmm. maybe you'll get another episode from us next sh- weekend. Who knows? Maybe we'll record on Christmas. Really piss off my girlfriend.
1: <laughs> hey, at no. least this wasn't like last year where Final Gate was on Christmas.
2: That is true, actually, yes. That but, was... Um, I, I
1: It was really funny for me on Christmas. The, before we go, this I think it's kind of funny. So Final Gate started, I think, at like... 4 a.m. Eastern at night. Watched all of it, woke up, opened presents with my fa- parents. I was out in Florida. Then recorded. Yeah. Uh, we we recorded Open the Voice Gate that day. And then I had Christmas dinner. I was dead as- Did not sleep at all. I fell asleep on the couch at 5 p.m. And I got a Fitbit for Christmas and it said I slept for 14 hours. because wow. of, Because of Final Gate being on Christmas. So let's not have Final Gate on Christmas anymore, guys.
2: Yeah. All right, so with that, well, we'll see you again on the next Open the Voice Gate. Mm-hmm. Thank you, as always, for listening. Remember to follow our Twitter at Open Voice Gate. Remember about the awards. The Google Form link will be in the show description. It'll be on the Voice Wrestling Forms. It'll be in our Twitter. It's on our Twitter, but I'll tweet it out again.
0: It'll be everywhere.
2: So, it'll be everywhere. All right, everybody. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you next time.
0: Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old?